Welcome to the Dear Doc Podcast, where we will discuss the business of running a dental practice with a panel of experts. Now, your host, Dr. Christopher Hoffpower. Good morning. Hey guys, this is Doc Huffbauer coming to you from my studio here in Alvin, Texas. And I am lucky enough to be joined by the godfather, the Mac daddy of the tech world whenever it comes to HIPAA. And um, that would be none other than the infamous or famous, I'm not sure which one, Ruben Camp. So today you guys are going to get the, uh, the pleasure of meeting him in person, so to speak, and finding out a little bit about who Ruben Camp is and why he does what he does. So Ruben, man, How's it going this morning? It's going well. Thanks for having me, Chris. I'm hiding out in the basement. My wife is still asleep, and we're both uh, grabbing for our AC controls this morning, I see. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. It's, uh, <laughs> it's quite humid over here. We've got a, a huge storm coming through, and I swear, any moment now, little Amazon wildlife is going to become ne- be, be nesting in my, um, in my studio. It's quite, <laughs> quite humid. So, usually I like to start these things off by just saying, Ruben, how did you get into tech? What is your history with that in general? And then we're going to dive in and go more specific, go after the details. Sure. Yeah. So tech, um, my friend, uh, Greg, we played hockey together. And when we were 10, I went over to his house and he had, he had this custom built computer. I was used to seeing Dell and Gateway. Remember the, the those boxes with the, the cow print on it. Um, Absolutely. And I'm like, man, what is that? All right. And he had, uh, you know, I, I learned after the fact he had built his own computer. I'm like, that's is awesome. How do I do that? So he kind of guided me at that age through my first build. And I kind of right. became a hardware junkie after that, where, you know, I was really into console gaming that really brought me into the world of computer hardware. And right. so as I got older, I, uh, you know, met some friends. Um, some of you who are clients, you may have talked to Nick or Gabe. Uh, who are, we've been friends since high school, and we really got into the computer networking and gaming side of things. So now, we've always now I been. Have, I have to ask a question there and interrupt you a little bit. Yeah. Um, as a, as you know, I'm a little bit older than you are, and I've been <laughs> actually doing computers for longer than you have. True. Uh, so did you did you get in on the easy part where you could just stick a card into a slot, or did you have to did you have to sort jumper switches? No jumper switches. <laughs> and that was such a pain. The, the first time I built a computer where we could just plug a card, card A into slot A, That's I right. freaked out. I, or, or the SATA cables. Oh, my God. That was such, that was such a game changer. Oh, my God. Yeah, you go from the huge IDE ribbon cables. Yeah, oh, yeah. Was awesome. So I started on XP, really, when I built my first computer. Right. So I, I, had it, I had it pretty simple. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. You had, the, you had the hard pathway. But, oh, man. So, you know, I, that's why I gave it up for so many years, you know, yeah. <laughs> it was, it was too much. Yeah. The next one you should build. There's they're now they're real simple. Um, right. but so that kind of transitioned, I was like the one guy in our group that would, if something went wrong, I'd be the one to fix it. I right. just kind of had a knack for doing that. And then I also, my dad kind of pushed me to do this, but me and my friend Alan started Ithaca computer solutions in high school. Really? And, uh, for those of you who don't know, Ithaca, New Did York. Did you fly is, too close to the sun? <laughs> it was no it was it has a happy beginning and ending um but we would go around and fix cornell professors laptops for 50 bucks an hour and we Fantastic. were very happy so little entrepreneurialism little it business startup in high school and then 
I, uh, once I got to college, I kind of didn't tell anybody because I didn't want to fix all of the dorm room problems. So right. um, that was kind of, <laughs> kind of went back into more of a personal sense after that. Did you have one particular family member that no matter what you did, they, they just never seemed to learn. I've got my, my wife's grandmother actually. Yeah. Uh, I, I just finally, I just started paying someone to go and fix her damn computer <laughs> because I got so tired of trying to troubleshoot it over the phone and saying, okay, look, this would be so much simpler if you could just connect to the internet, but the virus won't let me. <laughs> but Microsoft called me and I remoted them into my computer. I'm like, right. Hey, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Hey, uh, that's my this, mother. This wonderful I, Nigerian prince. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, those are the people that fall for it. Um, but Absolutely. yeah, that, that's my mother. I had remote access to her computer for a long time. And then I learned the lesson far too late. Get her an iMac. And oh, goodness, the Apple yes. Store will help her. <laughs> and so that kind of solved that problem. Um, yeah, Macs, Macs make it a little bit simpler for our uh, tech, uh, not-so-savvy friends here. So. Nope. What is, what is the funniest thing? Because I, I, I have a couple of stories. One, whenever, um, whenever I was doing this, I had a good friend who actually owned an ISP. And so I'd go hang out and I'd do tech calls. And we had this one tech who's really incompetent. And so, <laughs> so you remember the old switchboard phones that were actually set up on Unix? Yeah. Okay. Well, so was the network. And so every time he would call Tom, Tom had a program set up that it would look, it would see which number the call was coming from and it would win nuke his computer every time he called the boss. It was kind of an in joke that everyone knew about except for Sean, the, the bad tech. We had, Oh God, we had a blast. So what, what is the funniest computer story? Keep now, now keep the keep the names anonymous to protect the guilty. What's the funniest thing that's happened to you as a computer technician uh, in in dentistry? In dentistry, <clears throat> well, the funny part is that dentists think we're like almost like a general contractor. I don't know why, but we get calls like my server's off. Okay, and we're on the phone with them, trying to you know going through. Hey, did you have any power outages? And they're like, Oh yeah, the power's out. I'm like what <laughs> wait a minute I, i've never i've never gotten one to that level <laughs> it's just like hold on let's, let's wind back one second you need to call the power company call us afterwards so we've gotten so many calls that are like do you like that are not in our scope of work but we like you know we're patient nice people so we like you know right we try well, to be as helpful as possible there, my favorite <laughs> technician uh was um was john mora and this guy called him one day and he just puts him on speakerphone because it's so damned funny. The guy's screaming at him. All right. <laughs> and he says, you bastards do this every time. I know you hate me, but you're going to fix this problem. And John's totally, I mean, like John was. So yeah, man, just, just tell me what's going on. He goes, every time I call you, every time the internet drops out and we can never fix my problems. He goes, Okay, sir. All right. So, um, can you, can you tell me the steps that you took before you called us just so that we don't aggravate you? So we don't repeat anything. Yes. All right. So I, I, I went ahead and I unplugged the, the, the router so that I can plug the phone line in and call you. <laughs> Did anything click? 
it never did. So John finally, and it was, a, it was the most beautiful, obviously Pepcac, right? So John tells him, he says, sir, I, I'm afraid this problem is, is far more serious than we thought. And the guy's like, um, so, so does that mean it can fix? Well, well, no, sir, it can't be fixed. In fact, I need you. Did you, did you save the packaging that the computer came in? Okay, good. I need you to repackage the computer and I need you to seal it up and I need you to send it back to where you got it. Um, th this problem is beyond our ability to help you. The guy goes, okay, all right, good. He says, now when you do send it back, I need you to write a note on the outside so that the technicians understand why you're sending it back. Okay, all right, what do I write? I'm too stupid to own a computer. And just send it over. This guy starts screaming. He just hung up on him. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was the most beautiful thing I had ever seen. That's kind uh, of what got me into tech. It was just. Uh, uh, man. Yeah, we, early we, days, man. Early days. Um, yeah, luckily, the, the, the startup docs are usually a little bit younger. Uh, but sometimes you, you get into trouble right. with assumptions. But, uh, yeah, for the, for the most part, our clients are pretty good. Well, yeah, you, you're, you're dealing with, you know, the upper, what, 2 or 3% of IQs on the planet. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, though, sometimes you can't make that assumption. Sometimes <laughs> ego gets in the way of, of IQ. I mean, it happens to all of us, but... Uh, no, you're absolutely right. So, anyway, getting back on track, how did you, how did you, you, you went from being this guy who was fixing people's computers and fixing the Cornell professor's laptops, mm -hmm. and uh, then you kind of hid away during college... <laughs> So no one yeah. would force you to fix their computer in the dorms. Yeah. So what was the next step in the evolution? And how did that bring you into dentistry specifically? I mean, that's kind of a weird place to, to go. Right. Do you so, like teeth? <laughs> well, I thought I did. So uh, one step backwards is my dad is a dentist. He's a general. Oh, okay. I, didn't, I wasn't aware of that. In Ithaca, New York. Uh, he's a GP. He just sold his practice. So he's an associate now, I should say, for two right. more years. Than he's done. So, you know, literally from when I was brought home from the hospital, we lived on the second floor of the dental office. And uh, so I've literally been kind of surrounded by dental. My, my uncle taught at UNC Chapel Hill in the dental school there. Uh, we just have a lot of kind of dentistry surrounding the family. So I thought I wanted to be a dentist. Uh, so even from when I went to, so I got recruited to play baseball at SUNY Fredonia, which is just south of Buffalo. I enrolled in the 3-4 dentistry program there. Um, so, you know, I've taken, I have a biology degree, so I, I took all the classes and, uh, uh, after my sophomore year, I transferred to Carolina, um, to just, I wanted to be a part of a bigger experience, better school. And, uh, it was kind of like my junior year when I was volunteering in the residency program down there. Uh, shout out to Dr. Sutherland. Uh, they were using Eaglesoft in there, uh, that I kind of realized that like the actual art of working on teeth, I don't think fit my, my skill set or my my inner drive, it was really support and technology and helping people more fit what I did. So I graduated, I, you know, finished my degree because I, I figured that was very important. Um, made biochemistry way harder to take when you knew it didn't have a means to an end. Um, and after I graduated college, I uh, got a job working for Benco, right? So you have dental and you have tech and that kind of was a great marriage of, of my two skill sets. Right, um, there's a little window in there where I was washing dishes for eight months, but uh, we'll just skip past that part. <laughs> I think we've all, anybody who's ever actually had a job has yeah. been there. Yeah, yeah. So um, 
I had the, when I joined Benko, there was like a senior tech. They let him go after two weeks, so it was it was a real sink or swim type right. experience for me. Fake it till you make it, and yeah, I was going to these offices installing CBCTs and Gendex sensors as the certified expert. They literally mm-hmm. printed on my business card, "I'm a certified technician," um, and. So I kind of honed my skill set in those three years I worked at Benko. And as many of us have had terrible bosses, uh, count me into that. Um, that I probably would have started this business at some point, but that kind of accelerated the process. And I started Dark Horse in 2013. Fantastic. So 2013, by the way, is the year that I started my practice. Um, October 2013. I, uh, I wish I had known you then because... Um, <laughs> I'd have had so many fewer problems along the way. As you know, you know my, my systems intimately. And uh, by the way, uh, I'll be replacing my server with you guys pretty soon here, I think. Um, yes, I just sir. can't wait for that to happen. Plan <laughs> <laughs> uh, a nice trip. <laughs> oh, yeah, but you guys, you guys do all my backups and everything, so I know it's going to be smooth. Um, honestly, if it wasn't you, I would, I'd be terrified. Just <laughs> absolutely <laughs> terrified. <laughs> Thank you. Well, we've gotten a lot of reps this year with uh, all the Windows end of life stuff going on. Uh, I imagine. I yeah. imagine. Yeah. So we're well, and up, that yeah. and uh, that and the fact that uh, half of Texas municipalities have been taken over by ransomware. <laughs> I, I don't know if you saw that in the news or not. <laughs> yeah. Now, they they had this <laughs> one where the guy was like on the ball and yeah. like everyone's singing his accolades. Like, he kept it down to only a hundred computers. And I'm like, yeah, it, it is. Yeah. I, <laughs> he didn't fail as hard as everyone else did. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It, it's funny watching those things come across the lines. Like, Oh, we were only down for five days. Right. Lost $20,000 in production. Why, why don't they do something like deep freeze? Do you remember deep freeze? Oh yeah. Pharonics. That's an awesome why, program. Why didn't yeah. they do that? That doesn't make any sense to me. And then you just have a NAS that you store all the, all the, the office documents on. They have one place to attack and a NAS is a hell of a lot harder to take over than, than a desktop. Yeah, the worst situation you could be in is a server and then a directly plugged. If that's your only backup system, a server and a USB hard drive. Um, like your system, we use it. It's actually a backup and disaster recovery system, and it's Linux-based. So it, the jump is not happening, right? This yeah. Windows-based ransomware is not making the is not also coded for another operating system. Um, also, you know, these people were down for five days. Chris, if this happened to you, if we if ransomware actually penetrated your system which it has not yet, we would just spin up our backup system. You'd be up in five minutes. Like, why are we, this is dentistry. Like, we're just, every single day, the pace is unbelievable that you guys are going through. If jumping in and out of operatories, have something that can boot up in, a, in five or 10 minutes. I know, I get it. Walk into work knowing that it's ready to go. Like, just get that, just check that box off in your mind. Well, that, that is one of the things that people asked us to speak about a little bit um, is, um, is storage and backups. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I want to really get to why you're here. Um, and um, we, can, we can actually cover that one on our first episode. We're going to film that after this anyway. Uh, so, folks, I did bathe and I, I do change my clothing every day, I swear. I bathe at least once a week whether I need it or not. So... <laughs> But uh, we're going we're gonna to film another episode after this. So if you see us both in the same clothing, it's not just because, uh, you know, <laughs> this is my favorite shirt or something. So real quick, so as you went into this tech area, right, and you, you ended up, uh, your, your boss was um, a douchebag. By the way, hashtag my podcast is already labeled by Apple as having vulgar language. 
Surprise, surprise. Explicit. Yeah, you figured your 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 uh, your boss was a douchebag, and you're like, you know, fuck this noise. I'm starting my own shit. So yeah. you start your own company, yeah. and um, how did that evolution take place? Where you became an expert in HIPAA because you you truly are. Um, how did you go down that line? And um, tell us a few of the stories that the easy to fix things that Dennis can do to not have half the problems they have. Cause you and I both know there's 30 or 40 easy things to do. Right. So they're hard with team members. Cause I actually, I just caught one of my team members going, yeah, just bring in your own USB drive and we'll put that on. I said, no, you give me <laughs> one of our branded USB drives. Yeah. And that, that is the hardest piece is getting other people to follow through and training on that. And, I mean, that applies probably to several different areas of the right. business. But. There's a lot <laughs> so, of people who don't even know why I just said that. So <laughs> you're, you're needed here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's something as we saw with this, this latest attack, something small can be, it becomes something much larger and Absolutely. affect different areas of your business, including production and how you pay people and how you see patients. So yeah. HIPAA electronics. HIPAA electronics. So, you know, my dad always said he didn't care what I was going to be, but he was like, you know, if you're going to be the garbage man, just, just be like the top. <laughs> the best garbage man on the block. So, you know, when I, when I started it this business. It sounds like your dad had high, ex, high expectations for you. That's a podcast topic on its own. Dr. <laughs> Iron Man. Um, he, yeah. Um, what, 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 what sometimes chat it's acupuncture instead of Novocaine for people that have, and he's had a long career of success with that. Like I said, it is a podcast topic on its own, holistic dentistry. Mm -hmm. Anyway, we'll table that for now. Um, so uh, when I left Benco, I had, you know, 20, 25 doctors that were, Hey Ruben, if you know, if you're going to leave, you're going to move on, just give us a call. And so that was kind of my starting group, my client base right there. Right. And, um, it, it, my job at Benco was not that it was mainly, I would install computer networks. I would install CBCTs and sensors and, you know, get an office up and going just like we do today with, with startup practices. But. Uh, it was not, it was not HIPAA. So really as we acquired more and more clients and we've been very fortunate to be a hundred percent referral based from day one, it, if we're going to do this correctly, we it, HIPAA and the IT side are things that need to happen, right? In taking over from other IT companies and in seeing the attacks it became very apparent that we needed to be the industry leaders in this and the offices weren't right. going to do this on their own. And so I thought, you know, let, let's, let's take great support and then let's really invest. And I really invested my own personal knowledge on this. Uh, let, let's invest in education and see what we need to do to be HIPAA compliant and keep our patients health information safe. And so when we send a quote from Dark Horse, you'll see every single line item says, this is the compliant, you know, the requirement of the law we're meeting. So you'll see just across the board, this is what you need to do. And this is what we're offering. And we right. basically, unless you want us to do something above and beyond that, that is our core offering uh, is we're saying we're going to take uh, IT, right? So we're going to take AV, antivirus, we're going to take backup, we're going to take firewall, email encryption, we're going to take all these things that are, and then we're just going to roll them into a simple package. And, you know, here's a business associates agreement. So if anything happens, right. it's on us. Very important. If you take anything away from this 
this uh, Zoom call right here. Get a BAA. Um, get a business associate's agreements from anybody. I mean, IT is most important, but from anybody that is on your server, okay? You, you actually have to have one for your janitorial service as well. Yes, yes. Oddly enough, the dental that. labs are not, uh, I don't understand why dental labs don't have to. It doesn't yeah. make much sense to me. Maybe it's because they're covered entities, but they're not really. I mean, sure. I don't know. That was a mystery know. to me. Good lobby. Good lobbyists, I guess. Good lobby, uh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I really invested in certifications, education. Um, you know, I, I surrounded myself with some industry experts, Debbie Carr. Is a is an industry expert out there, and, and we're going to have Debbie on the we're going to have Debbie on the oh, show as well. Great, yeah, she's I mean, oof, she's even another notch up there. Um, she's a bulldog too. I tell you what, she just it's gonna it's gonna be harder keeping her on track than it is keeping me on track. <laughs> she's you, she's got the interesting stories because she gets called in when everything is is broken uh, every time. I mean, we do, but from an IT standpoint, not like my practice. All my data's gone since February, um, which is, uh, we brought on a new client that was with one of the, like the large national companies for IT. And uh, so we took over in May and uh, discovered that they had lost all of their data since February. And, and so that was, Debbie was my first call for that office because that, we're, that's a breach right? Losing, losing the yes. data. They got hacked. So, uh, and then the company sub subsequently deleted the backup. So there wasn't anything to restore from so, <laughs> it's a couple different layers to this. So Debbie needs to say, Debbie was my first call and she is working with, with the doctor directly on the, on the most interesting side. I, we get into the very, you know, this is what we need to do to protect our offices. And we do a really good job at that. But if it gets right. into like a high end, your need to contact OCR and that, that is Debbie's world. And I'm happy to have her do that. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh man. So I guess the long and short of it is if you need an expert in HIPAA or, or, or at least electronic portions of it, this is your guy. Hey guys, this is Doc Huffbauer again. Thank you so much for joining Ruben Camp and I here and uh, just listening to me drone on for about 20 minutes. I hope you've had your morning coffee while you were with us, and uh, you have a fantastic day. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Dear Doc Podcast, your source for the business and legal questions associated with your dental practice. Don't forget to subscribe to the Dear Doc Podcast on all major platforms.